Hey, it's Laurie. So as I've coming to the last few episodes of this Appalachian series, the conversations I've had and the connection and the kindness of talking about trail and meeting people both on trail and off trail has forged such a lasting impact in me. You know, these mountains feel like home, but also the people that love these mountains feel like community to me and our community. So I really enjoyed this next conversation that I had with Amanda. And we talk a lot about the trail and the transformation and the people and trail magic and ultimately how it transformed her and the idea of paying it forward, both on and off trail because of what Appalachia has done within her life. I'll also be bringing Amanda back to talk about trail days and her experiences there. So you'll hear more of her story before the end of season six. So let's take a listen to this part of our conversation on Appalachia. So um, my name is Amanda Kumariotis. My trail name, if you're interested in that, is Forward. Um, right now I live in Canton, Michigan. So it's kind of between Detroit and Ann Arbor and Michigan. And, um, that's where I've lived my entire life. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I feel lucky that I work in the outdoor industry right now, but yeah, been quite a journey to get there. So, so, you know, and especially since you're also from Michigan. So, um, it's interesting to ask fellow Northerners about this one, Appalachia or Appalachia? Oh man. Well, when I started, so my, the Appalachian Trail to me, the AT is really important to me. So I say Appalachia because I started down South and that's what I was taught first. So that's just what I say. (laughs) So what does Appalachia mean to you? So, um, I, (laughs) I've been trying to figure that out for the past week, ever since you asked me that question. And I've sat down a hundred times and tried to like write down one answer and one answer hasn't come to me. It's more about Appalachia means to me is, is the journey that it's taken me to get there in the first place. Um, the time I've spent in Appalachia, the people that I've met, some of my best friends in the whole entire world, um, a life outdoors, which has been absolutely incredible. Ultimately it's the Appalachian trail. That's what I've spent most of my time in Appalachia doing, but you know, it, I didn't just wake up one day and say, Hey, I'm going to hike the Appalachian trail, or it wasn't a lifelong dream of mine either. It was kind of something that, you know, I came to after time. So, um, it's restored my faith in humanity. (laughs) Um, it's been, it's been quite a journey. So I feel really, really lucky to have spent some time in Appalachia. So did you do a through hike or section hike or what's been your, what's your time on the AT then? Yeah. So, um, in, well, kind of like backing up. So on the AT specifically, I uh, attempted a through hike in 2020. And unfortunately I was unsuccessful due to an injury. Um, I ended up through hiking the long trail last uh, in 2020. So that was in Vermont. That's the state of Vermont, also in Appalachia, just Northern. <laughs> and then in 2021, I, uh, again, attempted a through hike of the AT. Unfortunately, also unsuccessful due to injury. Um, but I made it much, much, much further that time. So I feel lucky to spend time out there. I want to ask you, because you said Vermont is also Appalachia. So 
you know, there's this thought in, at least in my mind, it's always been like, okay, so Appalachia means this. So experiencing different parts of of the the mountain range, how how do you feel they are similar or not? Yeah. Well, first of all, geographically, I can tell you just like geologically, the South is so much different than the North. You people talk about like New Hampshire and Southern Maine, and they are not kidding. Like you're in the South and the, the trail is fairly graded and beautiful. And, you know, you're going up and down a lot, but it's, it's, you know, easier terrain, I guess, for, for me specifically. Um, then you get to like New Hampshire and Maine and it is just boulders. Like it's just rocks. <laughs> so it's a lot of like hand over hand climbing and it's completely different terrain than you would see down South. Um, I think that the culture is definitely different. So when you're in uh, North Carolina versus New York, like it's the culture is just completely different. Um, there's more hostels in the South than there are up North. Um, the food is different. Like you're not going to get sweet tea in, <laughs> in Maine. I mean, you might, but you're probably not. Um, but then, you know, Maine has awesome things too. So I think, you know, and Vermont specifically, like I love cheese. So I can tell you that I ate a lot of cheese on the long trail and had a lot of maple syrup. Um, so, you know, I think each part of the trail specifically, but also just Appalachia in general has its own culture. And I think all of them are so beautiful, you know, no matter what state you're in, there's always something that's really, really cool that you get to experience. So you talked a little bit about it shaping your own journey. So how do you, um, how would you describe that? So um, the first time I ever hiked was in Appalachia. It was in Kentucky. So kind of more like the foothills area. It was in Red River Gorge. Um, I remember standing on top of a ridge, looking out at the trees and the natural bridges that are there, which are so beautiful. And just thinking it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. And I, I didn't drive there. I had to physically walk there. And I remember thinking that was really cool. So um, over the next couple of years, I had ended up hiking alone at one point, I, I was scared to hike alone. I was like, I could never do that. And then um, I met my HR director at my old job and he had through hiked the AT. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Like, you're, you're insane. You hike 2,200 miles. Like that's, that's crazy. Nobody does that. I could never do that. And I remember him just looking at me and being like, you can totally do that. Like you can do that if you want to. So, um, uh, a trip after I had talked to him about that, I ended up hiking alone in North Carolina, which was incredible. Um, and I realized that I could, I could do that. Um, then in 2019, I had a bit of a tough year and I decided to make a change in my life. And that change was to quit my corporate job, give up my apartment, sell everything I own and attempt to through hike the Appalachian trail. So a lot of people make that same sacrifice, but, um, you know, who I am as a person now is not the same person that I was back in 2016, 2017, any of that time. Um, it, it is literally a physical journey. So you're walking every single day, you know, it's a physical journey, but it's also an emotional journey, a spiritual journey, you know, everything is just, it's, it's really amazing. I feel really lucky. You said, you know, both times you had injuries, which, you know, curtailed finishing. Um, how, 
how did the first, I guess, ending compare to the second in that um, were you more accepting of, you know, that, hey, this has to end, I'm, you know, more in tune with what's going on with my body, or were you, you know, wanting to push through? <laughs> so in 2020, when I got injured, it's also, uh, it was in, it was in March of 2020, it was early April. So it was kind of when the whole world was in a crazy state anyways, and we kind of didn't know what we were going to be able to do. Um, so that time was a little bit easier in the sense that everything was already so unknown that it, you know, going home, um, we might've had to go home no matter what, you know? So, um, that was a little bit different. Um, in 2021, I actually, so ultimately what ended up happening is I ruptured my plantar fascia on my foot in 2021, which is not the same injury as 2020. And I actually walked on it for a few hundred miles before I decided to go home, which I would not recommend to anybody ever. Um, I finally, so I went home, I got treatment and then I decided to go back out. Also would not recommend that. <laughs> um, I was still injured, unfortunately, but I got to travel. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the trail angels on the AT, but Miss Janet, I got to travel with her for a few weeks. So, um, you know, it, everything worked out exactly how it was supposed to. I didn't get to finish, unfortunately, maybe I will again one day, but, um, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I had an amazing journey still and, you know, I'm at where I'm at now and I wouldn't be here <laughs> if I wouldn't have quote unquote, you know, failed at, at that. Tell me about, uh, the experience with, uh, Miss Janet and how that changed you. So I met Miss Janet in 2020. Uh, we were at a hotel in Hiawassee, Georgia and she walked in the room and she was trying to help us out, you know, figure out what to do um, about getting off trail or not getting off trail or whatever we decided to do. Um, when I was on the long trail in Vermont, I see this, this big van pull up into a parking lot and lo and behold, it's Miss Janet. And I'm like, Miss Janet, is that you? And she <laughs> depends who's asking was her response. So um, it was really, really good to see her up there. And what ended up happening in, on the long trail, um, I had parked my car at the Northern Terminus and um, I was hiking alone, which I'm a woman hiking alone can sometimes be a little bit much, especially, you know, during a pandemic when there's not a lot of people and I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to expose myself to a lot of people. Right. Um, so I was trying not to ask for hitches, but things kind of, the terrain was much more difficult than I thought it was going to be. So she ended up helping me kind of um, shuttle my car up the trail so that when I needed to go to town, I could take my car to town instead of having to hitch or anything like that. So I spent a lot of time with her in 2020 on the long trail. So then when 2021 rolled around, I was like, hey, Miss Janet, you know, <laughs> um, and I had stayed with her at her house in Irwin, which was amazing. Um, but when I got to Maine, when I got back on trail, like I said, I was I was injured. I tried to hike couldn't do it. And, um, I had called her kind of in a panic, like, I don't know what to do. Um, so she had asked me, well, would you like to, to hang out with me for a while? And I said, absolutely. Never going to say no to that. Um, so I had the chance to do a lot of trail magic with her. Um, we've stopped at all the road crossings and, you know, helped hikers and gave them food and, 
Um, actually, the reason why my trail name is Forward is because I paid it forward back in 2019 to some through hikers. So it felt very fitting that I, I had the opportunity to do that with her and really see what she's all about. And um, let me tell you, she's an amazing person. So I feel really lucky to have that. So what, um, you know, having been on both ends of trail magic, um, what, uh, what's the difference for you? Like how, how did receiving feel versus giving? They're both amazing. Um, there's nothing quite like getting to a road crossing and I don't like, there's a whole debate in the hiker community right now about, you know, trail magic and hiker feeds and stuff like that. And I'm not going to get into that, but I can tell you as a hiker, there's nothing like coming to a road crossing and they're just being a cold soda. Like I <laughs> cannot explain how happy and the cold soda, but also the conversation. I'm somebody who really likes to get to know people. And, um, when I'm through hiking, I don't just enjoy the hiking aspect. I also want to get to know the people and the culture and, where's the best restaurant in the, in the town? You know, if I'm going to go into town, where should I eat? Um, you know, who should I talk to? Who has the most interesting stories? So um, yeah, definitely as a hiker on a 102 degree day in Pennsylvania, when it's hundred percent humidity and you've just been fighting bugs all day, it's so nice to have a cold soda <laughs> on the giving end. It is so beautiful to see a hiker's face just light up when you give them that cold soda or whatever it is, um, it really is as good to give as it is to receive, especially, you know, trail magic is just, it's, it's wonderful all around. Definitely. I highly recommend participating if you ever have a chance. The AT is such a social trail and you mentioned about, you know, some of the aspects of hiking solo. Um, how did you kind of go in between that, like the solo hiking versus the, the, you know, social aspect of it. And, um, you know, how, I guess, how did that, you know, what was the solo adventure like compared to the social piece? Because I know like long trail is definitely, well, part of it, you know, has follows AT, right? But there's a whole section of it that probably isn't as popular. So kind of how did you transition between those two aspects? Yeah. So um, when you're on the AT in 2021, I met a new person every single day on the trail. It was absolutely wild. That was not my experience in 2020. Um, I would say I am somebody who can do either. So I like to hike alone sometimes. Sometimes I just want to put in one headphone, listen to a podcast or some music, or oh, I listen to so many books on trail. <laughs> Audible is my best friend. Um, but sometimes I just want to get in my own head and, and not talk to anybody and just kind of meditate. And the trail is a really great place to heal any past things that you might need to, you know, really dive deep and think about. Um, you can feel everything with, <laughs> there's nothing stopping you from feeling every emotion that you have. Um, there were days where I would just like break down and cry by myself. And really, I'd rather not cry in front of other people, right? Like, <laughs> or, like scream at a mountain or whatever. So definitely enjoyed my solo time on trail. Uh, I really try not to camp alone. I, I do from time to time self alone, but like, again, as a woman, it's a little bit 
sketchy sometimes, especially if you're near a road. I really don't, I don't do any of that. As far as hiking with a group, it is nice at the end of the day, just to know that you're going to know somebody at camp. Um, Not everyone feels that way. And that's totally fine. You know, the saying hike your own hike. I know some people think it's cringy, but like, it's kind of true. The social aspect of it for me was getting to camp and knowing that like we would have our little family dinners. So, you know, I didn't hike with the same people the entire time on either trail, but it was nice, like getting there, knowing I'd know somebody and we'd have our family dinner together and we'd chat about the day and, you know, Oh, that climb sucked because it did. (laughs) And everyone agrees. Um, So yeah, I, I definitely think the social aspect of it is kind of like embrace the suck. Like everyone complains about something or, you know, you talk about how great something was and um, yeah, it's nice to be around people about half the time. (laughs) So you talked about Appalachia meaning to you more about your journey. Um, How do you, I guess, because everyone that you came across, you're talking about meeting someone, you know, every day, new person, you know, each person is, is on their own journey, you know, on trail or, or the people that you're interacting with who are providing trail magic or, um, or giving you a ride or, you know, or at the hostels. Um, how did all of that maybe fit together, I guess, when you want to describe like Appalachia, like how did all those components really come together for you? So how did like all the people and the experiences Mm -hmm. kind of fit together? Yeah. Honestly, Appalachia just feels like home. Like it's not my physical home, but it is somewhere where my heart is even when I'm not there. And I know that that sounds kind of, you know, whatever, but like, it's really, it's really true. I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm homesick for places that I've seen and not seen on the trail. Like I, there's no way to explain it unless you've, lived in the woods unless you've lived out there or maybe you know maybe people who just have gone I'm I shouldn't say that because I've gone out there for a weekend and felt the same way like I when I was working my corporate job I would literally drive nine hours just to go hike one overnight like once that kind of has a hold of you I just for me personally it feels like I'm homesick for for Appalachia and it feels like home to me and um it's just it's made me recognize who I am as a person, that I'm capable of hard things, what my limits are and how to push a thousand times past those limits and understand better who I am as a person. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just been incredible. Really, truly. Like, I know I'm not done spending time there for sure. That's, (laughs) that's absolutely true. So yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I think it makes sense. <laughs> I do. I think it makes sense. I think, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, no, it was funny when you're talking about driving nine hours just to spend one night, you know, I, when I, well, not as much anymore. I don't work in Atlanta just because we're all remote, but you know, I get up at 2 AM just to head North <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and be there all day. And, if I have to come back that night, drive back that night, you know, the three, three and a half hours or four hours or whatever. And, and people who don't understand, um, 
or haven't, I guess, experienced it, you know, like, are you crazy? Like what, what is what? (laughs) I definitely can understand that. And yes, I just think there's something to be said about like hearing, like waking up in your tent, specifically like backpacking or camping, like waking up in your tent and hearing a thousand birds singing in the morning. Like you don't hear that when you're sleeping inside of a house, right? Or the owls caterwauling at night. Like I didn't even know what a caterwaul was until I, you know, lived on the trail. Like I had no idea. Um, it's funny because like you'll be on the trail and you'll know somebody for, for, you know, one day and you'll know their mother's maiden name and, you know, <laughs> their deepest, darkest secrets. And um, there's just something really beautiful in in knowing that and like waking up at, you know, 4am to go hike, to go see a sunrise. Like we woke up at 2am to go hike and uh, see sunrise at McAfee Knob. And I, I'm literally looking at my calendar right now and I can see the picture of me on there. And I'm like, that's my like inspiration to get me through the day, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely. So where are you hiking this summer? Oof. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to trail days in Damascus for sure. That's like, you know, a family reunion pretty much. And I'm going to spend a few days there. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hike. Unfortunately, I, um, I have to get surgery on my foot. Um, but I'm hopeful that once that heals, I can at least get some, some shorter hikes in, um, I don't think anything long is in my like immediate future. That's not to say that, you know, <laughs> eventually I would, I would love to get back out there and finish the trail. I have so many people rooting for me and I know that, and you know, I'm rooting for myself. So, you know, I'm hoping. <laughs> so how many, like roughly how many miles do you feel like you, you need or, or States so, or. Yeah. So I, this, this past year, I made it to the New York, New Jersey border. Um, and then, so I'm missing what it was. So New York, New Jersey. So that's like New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Um, technically, I've already done part of Vermont because the long trail, but, you know, fine. And then um, New Hampshire. And then I got on in Gorham, New Hampshire, which was, let me tell you, <laughs> don't get on in Gorham after you haven't hiked for a month because that's right where Mahusik notches. And uh, I'm also really scared of heights. So um, uh, my old HR director actually came out with me, the one that had three hiked. Like he is an absolute saint for putting up with me during that whole thing. Cause I like oh, climbing up some of those mountains or your hand over hand. Yeah, that was wild. Um, so I did part of Maine, but I would say I've probably hiked about 1300 this year, maybe a little bit more, a little bit, no, probably closer to 1400. Mm-hmm. So, you know, still got a ways to go, but so over half you've done over yeah. half yeah yeah for sure yeah it feels like longer <laughs> <laughs> when you're living out there it feels like a lot longer well the beauty of it now is really you could pick your pick your state do it do it whatever season you want you, you can do it during a hiker season or you can do it in the fall and see the colors and yeah so there's a, there's also something to be said about, you know, doing it in that section hiking too, if you'd like. You know, there, there's something when I have been on the trail, a lot of section hikers will say, oh, I'm just a section hiker. And every time I hear that, I'm just like, no, you are a section hiker and you should absolutely own that. I think section hiking is probably harder than through hiking in some ways, because every time you go out, you've got to get your trail legs back. And I just want to give so much credit to people that are day hiking section, it just get outside, you know, that's really what matters. So 
yeah, credit to everyone who, you know, follows their dream in some way like that. Is there anything that you wish we would have talked more about or covered more in our conversation today? About trail magic specifically, um, restoring my faith in humanity, how people like complete strangers will literally just give you like, specifically, there was one time that I'd like to talk about. There was a lady, um, I was on the side of a road in Pennsylvania and um, I had, it was downpouring rain. It was thundering lightning. There was a tornado warning and I'm just freaking out on the side of the busy road, not knowing what to do. And she stopped her car and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm not okay. (laughs) There's nothing okay about this right now. And she, um, she's like, well, do you want to ride? I'm like, literally wherever you're going. Yes. I don't care. So um, she ended up working in an organic farm and she like gave me this giant bunch of carrots and dropped me off in town with all my friends and like everything was fine. So the kindness of complete strangers, restoring my faith in humanity, but also just like learning that the little things are what's important is is also something that the Appalachia has taught me and and meant to me is just that you don't need a lot to be happy. (laughs) You just need you don't need a lot of things to be happy. It's more about, you know, the experience for me, it's more about the experiences that you have. And, you know, that's really resonated with me since I've been home as well, which, you know, is really cool. So, yeah. You can go out and follow Amanda on Instagram. You can find her at Amanda's in the wild. There's a link in my show notes so you can directly connect. Thanks again, Amanda. And thank you for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this part of Amanda's journey. And I'll be closing out this part of my journey soon. So if you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, please leave a rating and review and let others know about it. You can support the show in many ways, but getting the word out is one of the best. Drop me a line at The Hike Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email me, hikepodcast at gmail.com. So until next time... See you on the trail.